Realty Nation, what's up? It's Abby Golhar. You're listening to the Think Realty podcast or watching it potentially. Hopefully watching it. You could be listening to it. If you're listening to it, you're going to fall asleep to the smooth, soft sound of my Frank Sinatra voice. But if you're watching it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Listen, you are paying attention to this podcast for number for this number one reason. You want to get rich with real estate. You want to understand what it takes to build wealth. I have a very good friend of mine who's on the show with me today. His name's Joe Azamoa, and he is a dominating force in the Washington, D.C. area for Section 8 single-family rentals. He knows what he's doing. He's been doing it for a very long time. We're talking about strategies on what he does, exactly what he does to build his portfolio. If you're not accumulating single-family rentals or real estate of any kind, you are failing at life. And Joe's going to tell you that in just a moment. Um, you're not failing at life. Maybe, maybe, maybe this much. Okay, not this much. Maybe that much you're failing at life. Uh, before, before we talk about that and a lot more, uh, I want to give a huge shout-out to today's sponsor, Rental Retirement. Rental Retirement offers fully turnkey properties that are newly built or renovated, leased and managed, allowing you to invest with confidence out of state. They have single-family, multifamily, and new builds across 15 markets that maximize cash flow, appreciation, and equity. Does 20% return on uh, investing in turnkey rentals sound attractive? Rental Retirement helps investors to build a business plan to achieve financial freedom through real estate investing. You want to learn more, go to renttoretirement.com or call 800-311-6781. All right, let's get to the show. Joe, welcome, man. It's been a minute. As I was telling you before we got started, I, I need to know the key to your not aging. Like every time I see you, you just look younger and younger and younger and younger. I'm just like, geez, this guy. It's great. Is that right? As I said to you, I think the key is to have a portfolio of Section 8 tenants. <laughs> <laughs> so let's It'll talk about young, that. Let's we'll talk about younger that. younger all the time. <laughs> no, we're about to talk about that. So Section 8 tenants, you've been doing it a long time. Give us a little background, maybe five seconds on who you are, what you do, and we'll jump right into it. Sure, yeah. My name is Joe Asamoah, I'm based in the Washington, D.C. area. I've been investing for about 35 years, and uh, I buy houses, fix them up. I keep my houses. I don't sell them for the most part. And uh, I primarily uh, use the Burr strategy, buy, renovate, rent, refinance, repeat. Uh, I was doing that before Burr was created. But anyway, uh, I, after the renovation, uh, I then primarily rent them to voucher holders. Uh, through the Section 8 program. Um, it's a great program once you understand how it works. And uh, and I keep my houses. The longest house I have so far is uh, 37 years. My longest tenant is 25 years on a 15-year mortgage. That's, that's okay. So when, when you have a lot of folks that will say, well, how long should I really keep my rentals? You are really keeping them a long time. Yes, like that's definitely. that's cool okay um let's yeah. start from the beginning uh, yeah a flip to me is uh uh 15 years or less <laughs> <laughs> you know what that, that's, that's a good perspective change it's like a flip is 15 okay let's start from the beginning why section eight what is it about the strategy that you like uh and where are you getting the money to do this like how many deals do you do a year where do you get the money and why section eight yeah, why Section 8? I've been through four market cycles. Okay, so I've seen the market go up and down four times. And uh, if you haven't been through a downturn, uh, it's pretty ugly. People lose their shirts. 
a lot of investors go out of business, bankruptcy, and so forth. And uh, and and what used to work in a good market tends to not work so much in a bad market, and vice versa. So having gone through uh, those cycles, what I realized is the importance of having a, consist a consistent, reliable income stream if you're renting properties. Secondly, uh, is to have uh, is to minimize turnover, which is the uh, the tenant moves in, stays for a year or two, and leaves. You know, people leave, you got no money. Uh, you got to clean it, paint it, and so forth. So that drove me towards Section Eight. And with Section Eight, what happens is that um, you know uh, the rent for the most part is paid for by the government. Uh, the significant portion of the rent and uh and a lot of the tenants are looking for a nice house in a nice area and rent it from a good landlord because they typically live in bad houses in bad areas with bad landlords and they're just yearning for an opportunity to live in a nice house in a nice area with a good landlord and so if you are able to provide that then you can attract what i call tier one voucher holders and uh, who, who really at the end of the day are no different than you and i yeah um you know, uh, they're looking for the same thing that you're looking for, but they can't get it because their choices are restricted to bad housing and bad areas with bad landlords. So if you can uh, be uh, an opposite to that, you can appeal to them and they reward you by paying their rent, taking care of the property, uh, be pleasant to deal with and stay a long time. That's it in a nutshell. Uh, you mentioned that you uh, you did the burst strategy before the burst strategy uh, was ever labeled uh, the burst strategy, and I uh, I believe you. I think it's just a convenient naming for something that investors have been doing since the yep. dawn of investing. Um, you know, the moment that you find yeah. a label for something, you just then that becomes it. Um, tell me tell me why you like that strategy. Well, the thing is that you can. I mean, I'm in the market here in Washington D.C. where it's very expensive. Uh, here you're talking uh, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine million dollar houses. Okay, so in those kind of markets, it's it's just hard to cash flow. You can get appreciation, but it's hard to cash flow. And the traditional business model, you have to say five, ten, twenty percent down. And uh, and so that is a lot of money if you're buying houses of five, six hundred thousand dollars. So you can't really build a portfolio if you have to put. 10, 20% down on $500,000, $600,000 assets, okay? So the, what the bird does, it allows you to recycle uh, your, your, your funds. So you can sort of, uh, you know, get uh, short-term financing, and then you force appreciation through improvements. And then you can then uh, refinance and recycle the money based on the appreciated value of the new house or the upgraded house. So why do you not believe in flipping? Or your definition of flipping is different, obviously, than what most people's definition of flipping is, which I think is great. But is it just because you don't hold on to it on the balance sheet forever? No, I mean, here it is, is that flipping short term strategy. I mean, I, I look at real estate from a long term perspective. OK, um, and my goal when I first started was, I mean, I, I did the usual stuff. I, I worked hard at school. I went to college and got a good job and, and did that corporate stuff. And uh, my boss at the time got fired, um, not for anything he did wrong. It was just as a reorganization. And uh, he just, just so happened that guy had um, 10 houses at the time, which I couldn't understand how anyone could buy more than one house. Anyway, this guy had 10 houses. He said, look, Joe, look into real estate. And uh, if you do, here's my advice to you. 
keep them. <laughs> Don't sell them. Uh, yes, you're going to go through ups and downs, but keep them because uh, in the market that you're in, which is the Washington, D.C. market, it's an appreciating market, like many other places. Uh, it's always expensive, which means that today is expensive, 10 years ago is expensive, five years ago is expensive. And so it's always expensive. And you can guarantee that five years from now or 10 years from now, you'll be thanking yourself on such a genius you were for buying it 10 years before. Uh, so that, that's just how it plays out in these appreciating markets. So, uh, so if you are able to hold on to these assets, they appreciate in value. You can really leverage the, you can get really, uh, realize the power of real estate, which is, uh, you know, cash flow, equity, you know, leverage, uh, you know, and on uh, tax benefits, all those things are possible if you hold on to those assets. And I've done flips and after you've, uh, you know, the other thing is that um, real estate is very, what I call, forgiving. So if you buy something which is marginal today, hold on to it for five to 10 years, and you'll think, well, my God, what a great genius I was. You know, so it's very forgiving in a, if you take a long-term view. However, if you take a short-term view, then all the stars have to align in order to make a decent return. So I'm not saying that I don't do flips. I'm just saying that there's a role for flips if, you, if you're starting out to get some cash. But I think that the true power of real estate is realized if you can hold on to the asset. Uh, but that goes to part two, which is you've got to have a, a system to be able to attract quality tenants and then manage that relationship with a tenant for the long haul. Uh, because if you can't do that, then obviously you're going to be driven out of the business because you get tenants from hell and so forth. I think that's the that's the big challenge that a lot of investors have is, hey, I don't want tenants from hell. <laughs> like, and then, and then well, on top of that, you know, <laughs> like that's that's not cool. And then even the Section 8 tenants, don't they just tear everything up? The house isn't theirs. That's a really big hurdle for a lot of people. But mm-hmm. what they don't understand is if they do that, then they lose their voucher, and then they lose uh, the future opportunities to be uh, Section 8 tenants. So there's a little bit of safety there, which is good, too. Well, look, not all Section 8 voucher holes are the same, okay? Just like no, or not all market renters are the same. You get the good, bad, and ugly in all of them, okay? I've had some market renters who are as bad as you can get. So just because they have a voucher doesn't necessarily mean they're bad. It just means they don't have any money. Uh, but once you dig down the surface, uh, you'll realize that they're no different than you and I. They're looking for the safety for their children. They want opportunities just like you do. They don't want to be shot at no more than you want to be shot at. They want to decent amenities, local. I mean, they want the same thing at the end of the day that you are desiring. <clears throat> and so what I realized was that if you can screen, and that's the key here, screen, then you can identify these folks. Okay, because yeah. they're not all the same, as I said before. And if you can identify those folks, uh, then it makes your life a lot easier. And you don't have, I mean, I've got houses where, as I said, my longest tenant is 25 years. Okay. And uh, I have, I regularly have 15, 17, 18, 20 year tenant. That's not by accident. That's a, that's a strategy. And, uh, and so if you have, tenants that stay 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years, and they pay their rent for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, and take care of your properties for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, 
and are pleasant to deal with for five twenty. <laughs> you, you know. Right. I then, mean, then it's a. Uh, I mean, makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think you follow the gist. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's I, about screening, and then once they're in, managing that relationship. Um, you know, with the tenant, which I can obviously talk about as well if you want to. Sure. Um, let's actually do that next time because we've got to go. <laughs> so hey, so it's okay. That just means we're going to talk again next time. I'll have some harder questions for you. Um, what's the best way that if, if folks want to reach out and they want to get involved uh, with who you are and what you're doing in D.C. and maybe uh, stand right next to you and see you do deals, uh, how, how do they engage? How do they get in touch? Oh, yeah. Uh, I give people opportunity to look over my shoulders as I do deals. I do. I've just bought a house a month ago. And so I'm providing people the chance to see how I execute. Uh, the good, bad, the ugly. Yeah, my, my goal is to encourage more people to do this. Um, I can't solve the problem. Anyway, you can reach me different ways. Uh, you can reach me on my website. It's www.joeasamoah.com. Uh, I'm also available on Instagram. And that's, uh, <clears throat> my handle is uh, dr. 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 Joe. Dr. Joe Asamoah. So you can reach me on Instagram. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, I have what I call a Wealth Wednesday. Uh, it's a live stream on Facebook and also on, um, on uh, Instagram where uh, I talk about different subjects and also gives people an opportunity to do some Q&A with me as well. Excellent. I'm, I'm giving you a follow on Instagram right now uh, as we speak. So, uh, Joe, this is fun. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's been uh, good to see you again. And it's been, it's been a little bit of time, but this is, uh, this is good. Okay, man. Thanks All a lot right. for inviting me. It's, it's been an honor. I look forward to speaking to you another time. Absolutely. See you soon. Thank you, Richie Nation. This next segment is brought to you by House Folios. Uh, we're sourcing analysis, transaction management, rehab, budget tracking, asset management, and disposition. All-in-one software is made available for you for single-family uh, real estate. Uh, grow and manage your entire single-family investment portfolio with one simple-to-use software. Check them out. Go to housefolios.com. We're, we're going to talk about multifamily investors going beyond gateway markets. Uh, gateway markets, uh, you'll kind of think of them as your sexy six, like Los Angeles, San Francisco, Seattle on the coast, uh, maybe New York, Chicago, et cetera, some of these larger markets. And uh, the article, uh, this article is written by a good friend of Think Realty, Joe Fairless. You may know him. He has a really good podcast you should check out as well. Um, and he's also one of the managing principals at Ashcroft Capital. Uh, here, he, we, we talk about how the gateway markets are losing residents. You take a look at your California markets, uh, San Francisco, uh, Los Angeles, and San Diego, et cetera. I mean, you're being taxed up the wazoo in Cali, and they're moving where? You already know. Denver, they're going to Austin, Texas. They're going to Nevada. They're going to Arizona. So there is a really big exodus of folks inward from both coasts. So that's kind of a risk that you have to weigh if you're a multifamily investor looking at buying on the coasts. Uh, something else that you want to take a look at is the fear of missing growth. In this article, Joe, uh, uh, Joe talks about, hey, uh, quote, uh, the AFIRE International Investor Survey, which surveys nearly 200 organizations from 20 countries, um, found that more than 6 in 10 uh, respondents expect, their increase, uh, expect to increase their investment in tertiary cities over the next three to five years. That number rises to 8 in 10 for investment in secondary cities. So remember when we had the Think Realty radio show? And you remember two years ago, one of the first few podcasts that we did, we talked about this migration from primary markets to secondary and tertiary markets? Where's that microphone? 
mic drop. So one of the things that you need to take a look at is investing in secondary and tertiary markets, which is what Joe Fairless is also suggesting in this article. If you want to check it out, go to thinkrealty.com. Uh, and the, it's a sponsored article uh, called Multifamily Investors Venture Beyond Gateway, uh, Gateway Cities. So again, it's a trend. You better hop on this right now. If you're complaining about not finding any inventory in your market and you live in like a big city like Atlanta, Chicago, New York, uh, come on. It doesn't Tony Robbins say something like if, uh, if you're looking for, uh, if you're looking to do the same thing over and over again, you're like beating your head against the wall and you're expecting a different result, try something different. I'm serious. Uh, I want to give a huge shout out to today's sponsor, Rental Retirement. Rental Retirement offers fully turnkey properties that are newly built or renovated, leased and managed, allowing you to invest with confidence out of state. They have single family, multifamily, and new builds across 15 markets that maximize cash flow, appreciation, and equity. Does 20% return on uh, investing in turnkey rentals sound attractive? Rental Retirement helps investors to build a business plan to achieve financial freedom through real estate investing. You want to learn more, go to renttoretirement.com or call 800-311-6781. Okay, uh, that being said, we got to go um, just because, you know, you're busy, I'm busy, we're all busy, we all have deals to do. Uh, I do want to give a huge shout out to the Think Realty team. We're going to be in Houston from March 24th and 25th. And because you're listening to the podcast, watching the podcast today, you're getting a twofer. You're getting a BOGO deal, buy one, get one deal. You go to thinkrealty.com slash Houston, and uh, you type in the, the, the code podcast, and you register for two tickets. You use the code podcast. We'll give you a discount, one ticket. So you're essentially getting a buy one, get one. Check it out. Go to thinkrealty.com slash Houston. And with that, Think Realty Nation, it's a wrap. you got any questions for me online, you can find me anywhere at Abby Golhart, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, seriously, TikTok. I'm finally on it three and a half years later. Until next time, happy investing.